Hola y bienvenidos a la Delioso. Soy Enrique Bárdenas y presidente es el mejor cerveza. Y 818 es el mejor tequila. No abate por No Filter Network. Miguelito San Dieguito, a.k.a. Bobby Ball. Not with us today, but... Dead or alive, job or no job, and we do know he has a job. Good for our dude. We salute him. Yes, 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 yes! Woo! A very pleasant good morning to you folks, and happy Wednesday. Wooden Wednesday, that is, is the 27th of September 2023, and I actually got a message from Kowalski yesterday that was unbelievable he was outside of a smoke shop so think of one of those shops that sells vapes and bongs and whatever else and he's showing me showing me it's a video from outside of the smoke shop and then he goes look what i just found and purchased inside the Willy Wonka factory and he pulls out a bobblehead and he goes and it was so cool so basically it was my bobblehead from who knows the fuck where in Arizona that the lady I don't even know if she was selling it I don't know if it just happened to be there but Kowalski bought it and took it home so then I got the video I'm like dude this is fantastic and it was one of those instinctual posts where I just immediately fire it up on Instagram, put voice of Kowalski, the whole bit. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really funny. And it just goes to show you that my sense of humor, and maybe Kowalski's as well, it's just not what others is. Because it did nothing. But also, I would have to say, it's kind of tough to understand where there's a level of humor that just runs deeper within all of that. So uh, nonetheless, it was good talking to our boy. We're actually heading to Arizona in, geez, less than a couple weeks. Like a week from Friday to play in a tournament down there. The LTP 12U boys are going to be heading out to a super regional NIT in the Mesa area today we are sponsored by of course kt tape here's a skin prep wipe uh we got the pro oxygen tape that is fantastic it's a blood flowing to any and all areas you want to apply the tape and we have the blister prevention for all the hard chargers out there banging the trails banging the pavement you gotta make sure those blisters aren't holding you back and Last but certainly not least, the Chafe Safe. Keep your package tight, neat, clean. Uh, lasts for up to 24 hours without friction. So there it is, KT Tape. I believe we have the QR code if you're watching on No Filter Network or on TV. Well, it's right above QR code. Go ahead and hit this thing that might be here. It might be here. Who knows? Anyhow, quote of the day today 
The good life is a process, not a state of being. Huh. It is a direction, not a destination. Carl Rogers. So the Daily Hustle translation to this is pretty simple. The reward is the process. In life, we all think we're chasing this ultimate destination. And when we get there, everything is going to be perfect. Yet what we don't always realize is that it's not about the destination. It's about the journey that takes us there. And this is all shit that's been talked about before, and I'm sure you've heard all of it. But I think sometimes we need to step back and listen to what we're actually saying and what other people are saying. Because I know as I immerse myself in all this life optimization stuff, I'll hear these phrases and immediately my reaction is, oh yeah, like I've heard this before, of course. Like, yes, it's about the process and everything else. But like, what does that really mean? And so then I apply it to my life and pickleball, for example, where sure, I'd like to be a 5-0 open player that's ready to take on the world and start entering uh, tournaments that would bring me great fame and fortunes uh, in the pickleball savagery. Yes. But I just started playing a couple months ago. And so there's this process that happens through the course of it where I get to play with good players. I get to play with beginners and you're learning the intricacies of what this game is. And ultimately, if you were to ask me, what is your goal? The same way it was when I was a major league baseball player. You're like, well, I want to be the best baseball player I could be. So if pickleball is it, I want to be the best pickleballer I could be. If I'm a podcaster, I want to be the best podcaster I can be. But there was a process to be able to get there. And within that process, first and foremost, is action. So if you want to be a great podcaster, you know what you got to do? You got to fucking podcast. If you want to be a great pickleballer, you know what you got to do? You got to play pickleball. If you want to be a great baseball player, you know what you got to do? Yes, class. You have to play baseball. And as you have these incremental improvements through the journey, those are the things that I think are really rewarding. And I bring up pickleball only because yesterday, hmm, coffee tastes good this morning. Uh, I was out playing with Biscuit. So my 12-year-old kid. And we're hitting the ball back and forth. And I had a phone call. I actually had two phone calls that I had to take. So I had one earbud in and it's just back and forth, back and forth. And pretty soon, as I'm casually hitting and we're having some pretty good long rallies, I'm like, whoa. And I noticed something with my backhand and with my forehand that was like getting this extra top spin and sinking balls right over the net. So I was consistently, as Biscuit was up in the net, putting balls right under his racket in that no man's land. 
And it was a shot that I hadn't really done before. I could dink it in there and then come up. But these were kill shots that were coming up and sinking. I'm like, wow, that's the fucking reward, man. That's it. When you find something just through repetition. And sometimes you find it and you're not even looking for it. So just a reminder to all of us, immerse ourselves within the process. That ultimately is the reward. Daily hustle. What the fuck fact of the day? The world's longest walking distance is 14,000 miles. You can walk from Magadan in Russia to Cape Town, South Africa. It requires no flying or sailing, just bridges and open roads. So I went from San Francisco to New York, and the total mileage was, I want to say, 3,370 with the route that I took. To think that I could go ahead and quadruple that. And that's basically what it would be is insane. But I'm going to look into it. I'm just not sure I'm going to be able to get into Russia. Or if I do, I'm not sure they're going to be able to, or I'm going to be able to get out of there. The riddle of the day. So we were going over these last night as a family. Every now and again, I'll find something that like will semi-amuse a family. And I just stay on them. We start rolling. Tara and Callie were both really good. Chloe popped her head in and answered a couple of them. Uh, Biscuit was looking over my shoulder and seeing the answers. So he got a few that I was really impressed with. And then I think I realized, I'm like, dude, this is more of a testament to his vision. I can't believe he could see from this far. So the riddles that we went over, here's one of them. And I want to see if you guys can get, get these. Fire away in the chat if you'd like. What tastes better than it smells? What tastes better than it smells? Your tongue. Huh. This one got me. I kept trying to think of what tastes better, and it just, and I know, like, there's an alternative way of thinking for all of them. Okay, the next one. Poor people have it, rich people need it, and it will kill you if you eat it. Nothing. Hmm. That one got me too. What, this is number three, has a bottom at the top? Once again, what has a bottom at the top? The answer, your legs. Life Optimization Podcast, of course, we are first and foremost, so I come up with a Life Optimization article today. 11 phrases to drop from your vocabulary. 11 self-sabotaging phrases to drop it. And look, they have this picture of Yoda here. If that's not the cutest creature of all time, it almost looks like a baby Yoda. 
I don't know what is. But it says we can avoid saying things that unwittingly hold us back. Sometimes we say things to ourselves that aren't in our self-interest, calling yourself a loser or saying I'm such an idiot every time you make a mistake isn't having a positive effect on your self-esteem. On the other hand, you should definitely try affirmations. But beyond the obvious negative self-talk, there are a host of things we say that hold us back more quietly. While not as plainly negative as I suck at everything, these phrases sabotage us in a sneakier but still damaging way. Here are some words and phrases that work in the background of stealthy under, to stealthy undermine us. Things we'd be better off leaving behind when trying to reach our goals. Quote, I don't have time. Ugh. I fucking love this. I really do. Because I hear it way too much from way too many people. It's like, you don't have time. You have time for whatever you want to put that time towards. I even said it yesterday. I did. And my dude Ryan could tell you, because I came back, I said, look, I'm not sure if the timing is correct. And I was listed all these different things, whether it was grinding in a startup and no filter network, or it was three kids that happened to be ski racing, uh, coaching the let them play travel ball team. There's an element living full time up and Todd, like, yeah, here's all the things that are taking up my time. But the que- to answer the question of what he was asking me, and he made a really good point. It's like, timing's not perfect. Like, timing will never be perfect. And I'm like, you're right, dude. You are. It's just a matter of whether or not I want to go ahead and make that happen by creating the time. So, yes, that is uh, garbage right there. And where... We would be if we only did things we knew how to do. Oh, okay. So this is, let me get, let me go over the first one. See, I somehow skipped over this. I don't have time. Consider that it's a misconception that we do or don't have time for something because we control what we prioritize. That's it. In actuality, we have time for things we make time for. Sometimes I don't have time can be a smokescreen for I don't want to or I'm afraid. When it comes to pursuing life goals, it's easy to cite lack of time as a reason to not get started. But what if you dedicated just 10, 20 minutes a day to start to work on your next big goal? And this is my thing that I tell people when it comes to exercise. Because, you know, God bless her. I love my wife. But she always says when it comes to, hey, whether it's you want to go on a run, you want to go on a bike, you hit that Peloton today. You do yoga class. I don't have time. Where do I find the time to do? I'm like, honey, you create it. You really can. Now, don't get me wrong. She's a hustler, and it's not like she sits around eating bonbons all day, as she likes to say. But if you're looking for that extra time and say it is exercise is one of those things, find ten to twenty minutes a day. Like, start small. That's why originally, after I wrote. The effort list, life lessons from a human crash test dummy. You can go ahead and pick up across just about all platforms, ericburns.com as well. But I 
created this thing called the do something challenge. And it wasn't to get people to do the shit that I was doing with the ultra endurance racing and the Ironmans and everything else, but it was to get people moving and to get people started at that point. All it is is carving 10 minutes out of the day. And I realized the benefits of this when I got to middle school. So I was actually in the sixth grade, the same grade that biscuits in right now where I would have to run a mile before every single day. And I would do it at zero period PE. And then I'd go to my classes in which we started switching classes, which helped with the ADD. And I went for a kid that couldn't stay in class. Literally, I got to get sent to the fucking principal's office every day to all of a sudden becoming a really good student. Now, I also knew that I wanted to go to St. Francis and I knew I was going to have to get great, good grades in order to do that. And I was going to have to clean up my act. I can't be getting sent to the principal's office every day. And so that changed my life. And that was one mile. Now, there were days we did the mini and the maxi, which was like, I think, 1.5 and 2.4. But that fired up my day. And it just still happened in this very short period of time. So the next word is, I don't know how. And where we be if we only did things we knew how to do somewhere between Boring town and dead insideville. It's normal. We don't know how to write a book proposal or run our own business. No one does when they first start instead of resting on the excuse that we don't have some magical fount of necessary knowledge. We can get going on the what and learn how as we go. I read a quote from Theodore Roosevelt this morning. And each morning when I come up with these quotes, I typically will read through, I don't know, call it 10 to 20 before I decide on one. And the Theodore Roosevelt quote was something along the lines of when somebody asks you to do something, whether or not you know how to do it, you just say, yes, sir. And you go figure out a way. And I think as you get older, you become scared of that and you pigeonhole yourself into certain things. And I could even tell you that I've been guilty of this where, say, if it has something to do with no filter and it comes back to me from a tech perspective or perspective of growth and distribution and monetization, everything else, I will often go back to, Dude, I'm just a fucking content creator. Like, that's what I love doing. I like creating content. And I like this and this and this. And like, this is what I'm really good at. This is what I know how to do. Well, fuck that. No, this is an all hands on deck. I got to figure out how to help build this thing any way I can. And even though I haven't done something like this before, it doesn't matter. Figure out what it takes. And I'm very capable. We're all capable. And as a matter of fact, it's one of the, things that I've loved about no filter is figuring out how to build a business. And there's a process with that. And it goes back to the original quote from the day is, Hey, let's enjoy the process of all of it. The next one, I'm not ready. This excuse is gold because it lets us off the hook. Most people will sympathize or corroborate our ironclad reasons for not taking action. The problem with I'm not ready, however, is that it assumes there was some magical time off in the future when we will be. 
but there isn't. We're never ready. If we sit around and wait for, quote unquote, that perfect time, like I talked about earlier, it doesn't fucking matter. It's not coming. There is no perfect time. At some point, you just got to send it. The next one, I'll try. Oh, hello, Mr. Yoda. In the words of the eternally wise Master Yoda, do or do not, there is no try. Yoda uttered these words when training a young Luke Skywalker out of his surely lack of belief in himself. The concept applies to us non-Jedi Knights as well. The words all try contain an implicit lack of commitment. It's just giving us this out is really what it does. I'd say I'll try, I'll try, I'll try, but there's no confidence. There's no belief. And without belief, there's fucking nothing. We're, uh, again, if you're just joining us, going over 11 phrases that are toxic in our world that we don't even realize. The next one, maybe. Maybe is a great word to keep us stuck in the comfortable malice of indecision to avoid committing to bringing the carousel to book club. Maybe away. But when it comes to bigger ambitions, there is no better way to stop us in our tracks than with a weak-ass maybe. Saying maybe to something is still making a choice, a choice that leaves us in limbo and pushes the same choice further down the road. What if we decided now that I need to get better at? Because I think that by saying maybe and not saying no, and a lot of times when I say maybe, it's just a no. But when I say maybe, then it lingers. And so then you have whatever this is that lingers over us for a day, for a week, for a month, for a fucking year. And we'd be a lot better off if we just made a decision one way or another, make the commitment. The maybe with anything is if, if it's our way of saying no, just say no. And if it's, man, like, I, I haven't decided, I do need some more information, some more time, set a deadline for yourself where you will get back. Uh, I'll give you an example just in our little world. But, like, look, we have a few players that we're going to add for this tournament coming up. And so we, you, a lot of times when you go try to, say, recruit a player, the first thing you usually get back is, is a maybe, let me talk to the missus, let me see this and work out the logistics. Now, that's great because it's cool opportunities for their kids and I can see why they would try to make it happen. And a lot of our ass are ridiculous. Like, hey, you know, be in Arizona in, you know, 10 days from now or whatever. But at the same time, you know, because I've been on the other end of this, I don't like, like the lingering. I think all of us need to, you come up with a deadline for yourself. And you follow that deadline and then you make the decision, but don't have that maybe hangover. The next one here is I should. The word should be is made of judgment. It implies that something is the right thing to do. And if it isn't done, there will likely be negative consequences. 
instead of using should, replace it with I will. After declaring what we will do, we can enjoy the empowered feeling of making a choice from possibility rather than fear. The power of I am is one of the most powerful phrases that I know I've ever used and I used consistently when I was playing baseball. When we declare something, whether it's I am, whether it's I will, we all of a sudden go from this half-hearted I should, I could, or I would. Uh Uh-uh. Fuck that. I will. I am. Those are powerful statements of declaration that give us the confidence, whether it's false or not, to go out there and get shit done. The next phrase here, if it happens, it happens. I don't like that either. While the phrase can at times be useful as an exercise in letting go of the outcome and putting your heart and soul into something, As a standalone, it implies we have zero self-agency or impact on a given outcome. The things we want most don't just happen. They require vision, commitment, and repeated action. That's it. If it happens, it happens. It's like, dude, I'm going to do everything in my power to make it happen. We should be able to do such and such and such and such. And I go back to the should. But if we focus on the process of what we're able to do, then the, if it happens, it happens, is more of a, we will do everything in our power to make it happen would be a much better phrase because the, if it happens, it happens, it just implies we're leaving our life to luck. And do I think that there is luck in life? Fuck yeah. Of course there's luck. Luck, timing, opportunity, all of these are intertwined. But don't just concede. Uh, one of the quotes that I actually wrote down for today was from uh, Phil Knight. And no, it was from Phil Knight. It was from Bobby Knight. And he was talking about, it's not about the will to win. That doesn't mean shit. It's about the will to prepare to win. Who is willing to put in the work to put themselves in position to win? I can want to win all I fucking want and have this super competitive greatness and everything else. But if I didn't prepare to win through that process, of practice and repetition, none of it matters. So the last one here, I believe, I take that back, there's a couple more. But so-and-so really needs me. It's a wonderful thing to help others, but there is such a thing as giving so much as to put us in a perpetual martyr position where there is no time, resources, or bandwidth left to improve ourselves. Are there places in your life where you're over-functioning for someone or something else? Commit to taking 
back some of that time for you. So if we're always giving up our lives for somebody else, we're not focusing on on us. And first and foremost, you got to take care of yourself. If you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. So you have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to make sure we are our best versions of ourselves. So when it comes to diet, exercise, activities, actions, uh, employment, hobbies, whatever it is, we need to be at the forefront of everything. And we have to do whatever it is that we have to do. When I get up here in the morning, before I come and share the Daily Hustle with all of you, there's a preparation process that happens from the night before where I'm scouring the internet, getting the articles, doing whatever I have to do. And then I go to bed and then I wake up. And when I wake up in the morning, I have my coffee and cream. I scour the articles again. I do my meditation, my foot reflexology. I get my quotes. And then I go on a run anywhere from two to five miles. Come back here and fire this up. I would not be able to come on here and produce valuable content, at least I like to think it is, of value, of worth, that could potentially help somebody who decides to spend 47 minutes with us each morning if I didn't do those things and take care of myself first. That's a fucking priority. The next one here, I'm not smart, talented, or brave enough. As the story goes, Walt Disney was fired from the Kansas City Star because his editor felt he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. Where would we be today if he had internalized this feedback? We all lack in some areas and are stronger in others. The good thing is we don't need to be champions of intellect, courage, financial prowess, and beauty to achieve things. Instead of comparing ourselves to others and despairing about our interpretation uh, or interpretation interpretation of the results i can't read i promise we can focus on what we know are our strengths p.s courage comes from practicing being brave if we do little things we're afraid of our bravery muscle will grow we're not experts in every category we're just fucking not i, mean, I look I'd, I'd love to think i am I love to think that every single thing that I do is something that I can be one of the best in the world at. We don't, I was about to say, we don't have time. When we spread ourselves thin, what we need to do, and I do believe that we should be these multifaceted people. I believe that we should never pigeonhole ourselves as to saying, I'm a baseball player. I'm a content creator. I'm a broadcaster. I'm a baseball broadcaster. Like, whatever it is, do not fucking pigeonhole ourselves into one little thing. Because then, say, for example, like a writer. Who would have ever thought that I would be a writer? Now, I knew it. Because I loved writing when I was a kid. And it's actually my best subject in school whenever I applied myself. Whether it was writing a history play, paper, English, whatever. I knew I knew I could write and I loved writing. Well, all of a sudden I come on 
and I start writing a book and I was scared to tell people that I was actually writing a book. So I had this whole thing say between 2011 and 2016 where I would travel back and forth between New York City and I had those same questions. Am I smart enough? Am I talented enough? Am I a good enough writer to actually write a fucking book? And especially like without a ghostwriter. And I, I had these questions, but I just kept doing it. And if you want to be a great writer, what do you do? You write. So I just kept writing. And then through all of this, my dad had passed away. I had begun training in triathlon. And then that led to the Ironmans, which led to Western States. And it wasn't until Western States and I'm at mile 90 and I'm crossing no hands bridge. And you have the flags of all the countries of the different runners. And I was reflecting back upon that day and also reflecting back upon my life and what I had endured since I had began writing and everything else. And I just thought to myself, you know what? Fuck it. I need to share these stories because if there's one person that could gain something from some of the lessons that I was able to learn in life through my experiences and also through other people's experiences that I got to learn, I I'm in and, and I'm going for it. And sure enough, after that, we put together the book and is it a New York times bestseller? No, but it never got marketed the right way. And I don't give a fuck because I know in my mind that book's awesome. And for the people who have decided to dive into the 500 and some pages of that book, who have come back to me and said how much it helped them. And they were very grateful for like for it. Like that's, that's what matters. But I had to get through that. Am I smart enough? Am I talented enough? Am I brave enough to put my balls on the line and say, oh yeah, here, look at me. I'm a writer. It's, it's scary. It really is. Mm. Okay. The next one here, just my luck. And again, these are phrases that we don't think are toxic and we don't think are bad, but we often will say them and really they're detrimental. We might say it when there's crazy traffic and we end up being late, but saying things are just my luck puts us solely in the victim position. Isn't that the fucking truth? As if there's nothing that can be done to change what happens to us. Take the last thing that you were mad about. What could have you had done differently to improve the outcome? Empowered change starts with taking full responsibility for our choices and their consequences, both good and bad rather than habitually blaming bad luck. So we can't control what happens to us. We can control how we react, but understand this, whatever happens to us then is influenced by how we react. And so if we react with a victim mentality in a victim mindset, you're fucked. And it's going to be a cycle that just keeps going on and on and on. Now, 
if we react with a smile on our face and hey look is this perfect is this ideal is this what i was looking for the traffic jam or the delayed flight or anything else no but how am i going to make the most of this situation all right let's use this time to listen to a book let's use this time to fire on the daily hustle let's use this time to go back and watch last night's juices wild and within those things you don't know what sort of nuggets you might get or you might learn so you have to have that mentality of look luck is something that we are able to help create can we always bring this beautifully blessed luck upon us? I don't know. I we could we could go back and forth. We could definitely send it towards our direction. There's no question in my mind. The last one here. This is the last one. If only these two words often lead to into a wish, a hope, or a complaint. If only. I was younger. If only my rent were lower. If only I'd gone to a better college. Phrases like these keep us in a state of fantasy and helplessness. They presume a certain set of conditions or circumstances that would perfectly set us up for a successful, happy life. Recognizing this is impossible is actually quite freeing. Recognizing this is impossible is actually quite freeing. Okay. Try shifting this statement into one of the declarative action. When I get my master's or tomorrow I will and follow it up with one step, you will take towards your goal. So I think that's the biggest thing. Let's find something that, we can do to take us towards our goal. Now, part of that is trying to figure out actually what our goal is. I mean, that is really important. So I'm going to take a look at the clock here. Let's see. Where did that go? Oh, it stopped or what? Apparently the timer's not rolling. I think I started right around 8.30. So we're 39 minutes into this thing. After that one article. I apologize for that. Let's get into Major League Baseball. Giuseppe Pepe Manuele has been on me about the uh, time. I, I think I'm supposed to be 46 to 48 minutes. Is the correct? And I go a little over. I was at 54 minutes yesterday. And Pepe was not happy. I lost track. Uh, Suzuki. For the Cubs. I don't know if you guys saw this last night, but he dropped the ball and it cost him the game. The Cubs were still up one at the time. It was a bottom eighth inning. It was two outs. They had blown a 6 nothing lead. So there was a, let's just say, fuck up before this for the Braves to get back into it. But we all know how great the Braves offense is. Well, Suzuki, there's a fly ball right center field. Center fielder is coming over. Suzuki was playing right fielder is coming over. And he puts his hand up. Right here. And he left it up. And this was the issue. Because whether or not he lost it in the lights, I don't know. It did kind of seem in that 
light range area. And people don't realize the lights are fucking real. They're very real. And if you put yourself in a position to get eaten up by the lights, then it's it's ugly. And that's pretty much what happened. Now, the other thing is, is that when you have your arm up like this, what happens? You can't see the fucking ball. So he's blocking himself off from being able to see the ball. And he's just hoping. And he was saying, he's like, yeah, I thought it was going to go into my glove. Well, if we have our hand here or we have our hand here, we could see the ball. But Suzuki, based on the position that he was in, could not see the ball. Look, I mean, look at the picture. So he ends up dropping it. And then the Cubs end up dropping the game. That was a tough one. They are in a fight for the wild card. There's four teams. It's the Cubs, the D-backs, the Marlins, and the Reds. Now, the Marlins got rained out in New York. They got a doubleheader today against the Mets. The... Diamondbacks absolutely killed it last night. Christian Walker, two home runs. They took it to the White Sox as they should have. So a huge win for the D-backs last night. The Brewers ended up clinching the NL Central after the Cubs lost. So the Brewers actually lost their game to the Cardinals. But they stuck around, and a lot of their fans stuck around in Milwaukee at Miller Park. And then they celebrated, and as they should. Look, this is a marathon season. You're not going to win them all. And the Brewers are heading to the postseason. The Phillies also clinched a postseason berth. They're obviously not going to win the National League East, which has been locked up, as home field advantage has, by the Atlanta Braves. But the Phillies clinch a postseason berth, and they will be a force. I once again, it, it's just a uh, this is a team that potentially could be a World Series team. I don't think they shocked anybody. I did caution them, as I will go ahead and caution you if you're a Phillies fan. Look. The Phillies are good. The Arizona Diamondbacks, in my humble opinion, are better. Now, I believe the Phillies will have home field advantage in the best of two or three, so that could help them. But I am fucking convinced that the Arizona Diamondbacks could be a World Series team. I'm that confident. Now, Can they get through L.A.? Can they get through Atlanta? I don't know. We're going to have to see, and we'll let the postseason play out. But their offense, their defense, their base running, I like their starting pitching. Their bullpen, I I don't know enough about, so I don't want to speak upon something that, uh, you know, I'm I'm not an expert on. But the more I watch this Diamondbacks team, this has zero to do, by the way, for the fact that I played for the Diamondbacks. But going over the scores from last night, 4-1 Rockies 
over the Dodgers, and then it was 11-2 Dodgers over the Rockies in a doubleheader. Cincinnati and Ellie De La Cruz, two homers, beat the Cleveland Guardians 11-7. So they're somewhat staying in it, but barely. Baltimore Orioles end up clinching, doing their thing. Uh, they are, and by the way, that, 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 double sky point Brooks Robinson. We talked about him last night on Deuces Wild, but just an absolute legend of his time, the best third baseman uh, to ever live. I'm sure there's some modern-day third baseman that would like to argue that, Well, whether it's Nolan Arenado. I'm sure you know Machado would like to try to get his name into the mix. But Brooks Robinson is widely known, and statistically even, when you look at the defensive war and all that, as the best third baseman of all time, uh, 86 years old, and just a, a awesome guy, a, a lifelong contribution to the game of baseball, MLB Players Alumni Association. Very grateful for his life and his service. Uh, Detroit Tigers, 6-3 over Kansas City. Philadelphia, 3-2 over the Pittsburgh Pirates. And that was there. Yeah, they had a, a nice big walk-off there. The Yankees, good on the Yankees. We talk about the streak, the consecutive winning season streak since 1992. Well, they're 80 and 77, so it looks like that is going to live on. Still one of the most impressive streaks in all of sports. Tampa Bay, 9-7 winners over Boston. It was Atlanta, 7-6 over the Cubs in the game we talked about in the Suzuki drop. The Minnesota Twinkies. 11-3 over the Oakland Athletics. The Diamondbacks, 15-4 over the White Sox. St. Louis, 4-1 over Milwaukee. And here it is. That is the 47-minute alarm. So I'll speed through these here. Uh, Angels, 9-3 over Texas. And then last night, the San Francisco Giants got shut out by the San Diego Padres, uh, Seth Lugo, what a fucking game for him, man. I, he took it all the way into the ninth before Josh Hader closed it out. And then it was 2-0 Houston, or excuse me, 6-2 Seattle over Houston. And then postponed was the Miami and New York Mets game. So taking a look at the entire wild card picture right now, the Orioles, the Rangers, and the Twins are on top of the AL divisions with the Rays, Blue Jays, and Astros all in wild card position. Uh, the Mariners just a half game back. That's the last thing left to figure out uh, who ends up making it there. And then you have the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Brewers who have all clinched. And the Phillies, who will be the number one wild card team, and they'll be taking up whoever gets the last spot. No, that's not true. The Phillies and Diamondbacks, it looks like, will be going up against each other. Diamondbacks just a game up on the Cubs, though. So this could get interesting. Now the Marlins, a half game back in Cincinnati, getting back into it a game and a half back. So that is it. The entire show just poof, and it's gone. Let's finish with a little James Allen. Maybe we'll schedule something for tonight when it comes to the uh, Major League Baseball. I can't get enough of it right now. Uh, this is, again, favorite time of year. Thought and purpose. Until thought is linked with purpose, there is no intelligent accomplishment. With the majority of the bark 
of thought is allowed to drift upon the ocean of life. Aimlessness is a vice. Goes along with the theme of the show, doesn't it? And such drifting must not continue for him who would steer clear of catastrophe and destruction. Of all the shows, that was one of them. Thank you uh, for everybody firing away in the chat. JD, Pete, John Emmanuel, Ramos, Anderson. We're international once again, motherfuckers. Everyone have a fantastic day. See you on the other side. See ya!